humankind is a social animal, and ever since our very beginnings, we've been gathering together to talk about stuff. That's just as true today as it was way back in the cave days. Only today, we use technological solutions in order to make it easier for participants in meetings to find out where they're supposed to go and when they're supposed to be there, utilize what's available in that space, and so on. In today's flexible workplace-rich environment, we're seeing more and more technology being used to augment and accentuate space booking options. To talk about that with me today, I am here with the COO and CSO of Vizix, Trey Hicks. Hi, Trey. Hey, Derek. How are you today? Good, 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 good. Uh, as always, uh, remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast and uh, you can follow along with a transcript of the conversation we're about to have on the Physics website. Just go to physics.com slash resources slash podcast. And there are also going to be some helpful links in that transcript. Whether you're using digital signage or not, our podcast gives you practical tips for communications and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. So, you know, Trey, uh, not terribly long ago, I came across uh, an article. This was a pre-pandemic article uh, that said that the amount of time that people at work spend in meetings was something like especially for people sort of mid-manager level and higher, like over half of their work day, right? Yeah. When you combine when you combine the number of meetings, and we're talking about anything from a formal two-hour presentation with PowerPoint and all the rest uh, to a quick huddle over in the corner, uh, combine that with the amount of email people got. And uh, I mean, that's kind of, that was just basically, that was your job, essentially. <laughs> Maybe you had an hour, an hour free to do other things. Sure. Uh, and then obviously the pandemic uh, kind of put the kibosh on a lot of that. And now some people are going back to work, some people are going back to work in a hybrid style. Uh, but meetings still happen, though they happen in a number of new ways and configurations. And uh, it's it's quite a, a sea change in the way that uh, organizations approach space booking is really what's uh, on my mind today. Let's kind of go back to the sort of the beginnings of this. I mean, way back, we're talking 1920s, let's even say. Uh, I mean, obviously, there were no computers. There were no room signs. Uh, they were using, I guess, uh, physical signs, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times you had to call someone in order to book a room, a conference room, a meeting room to get some assistance to to book that space and to schedule things in. Sure. And then, of course, you know, let's face it, in the 19th century, you couldn't even do that. No phones. So <laughs> probably somebody had to tell their secretary, hey, go somehow mark this space as taken and uh, and or maybe there were just dedicated spaces. This is the space where the, the big boys meet and uh, no one ever goes in there. <laughs> uh, who knows how that worked? I'm not even sure. <laughs> and then over time, uh, we started coming up with uh, bigger and better ways to uh, organize space booking. I, I think of when I first entered the workforce, a lot of times it was paper. Uh, people would make a, a printed or Xeroxed paper sign and just kind of tape it up on the door. You know, this room is booked for on this day uh, during the these hours. And, you know, it, I mean, it worked, but it was kind of junky looking. Yeah. And you had the uh, kind of the floppy piece of plastic that you could insert the piece of paper into. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the clear plastic. And of course, kind of the problem with that whole approach was once you got two or three hours into the day, that printed piece of paper with a schedule on it was no longer current because meetings change. They get moved around, they get canceled, meetings get added. So yeah, the schedule was there to see, but it was only really good for the first hour or two of the day. Yeah, that's for sure. And then I think about things like, I don't know, conferences or or things like that, you know, especially where things change uh, over uh, the course of a day even. Oh, we were in room, you know, 16A, and now we've been moved to, you know, a completely different floor. And it was just, I remember attending uh, certain events uh, in the, let's say, 80s and 90s, and uh, it was chaos. Yeah. You know, for conferences, we used to always see the printed color schedule boards, you know, that would be put on stands outside of the different conference rooms and meeting rooms. And we still see those today. But certainly today, there's a lot better ways to go about that. That's right. So uh, what was when was the first time that we saw this enter into the sort of digital and electronic realm? Was this room signs? Was that really the first thing? Well, I think it really takes us back to applications, uh, you know, PC-based scheduling applications, kind of the early days of Outlook, you know, that uh, we could share a calendar and we could book meetings for, for those spaces. But part of the problem in the early days there was you're pretty much tied to a PC or to a Mac to see the schedule or the availability of spaces once you left your desk and walked around, you had no way to see uh, the availability of different rooms or what the schedule was for different rooms, again, without looking at a outdated piece of paper on the wall. Yeah, for sure. Or you had to write down the information on a piece of paper and put it in your pocket and don't lose it. And then if you got to the room and someone else was in there, then you had to go all the way back to the computer and find out where, okay, where are we now? Because I checked it two hours ago and it was this, and now it's been changed. (laughs) So uh, again, yes, more efficient, but still very far from ideal. Yes, but fortunately, room signs, you know, meeting room signs came along the way in the early 2000s, you know, and that gave us at least a digital sign outside of this space that was updating throughout the day with the schedule for that room. And that room sign pretty quickly evolved to not only be a static display of the schedule for the day, but also to be interactive so that, you know, maybe you're looking at the schedule for the morning, but you want to see what the schedule is for later in the day or even tomorrow. So you could interact with that schedule. And that evolved to the ability to actually book the space right there at the door from the root room sign. And for that to happen, our room signs had to become interactive, you know, and support touch. But once the, the room signs became interactive, then lots of new possibilities came into play. And really, I think the, the final big, you know, kind of big picture evolution of the meeting room sign is when we started to see LEDs on the outside of the room sign that glowed green or red to let you know if the room was available or not. You know, green, the space is available. Red, it's already booked. Mm, Right. So you could literally look down a hallway and go, there's a a green light. Let's go check out that room. Yeah, this works. Go up to the sign. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Okay. uh, This looks like this is a good time. Book it is done. Yes. Of course, that information would update automatically. I'm assuming that uh, most of these were 
either hooked into an intranet or the internet or Wi-Fi or something like that. And so it would automatically communicate with that Outlook or one of the other calendaring apps uh, that came along uh in the subsequent years so that if I do that on that sign, the information is not just on that sign. It gets updated across the system. Yes, Derek. Yeah, that was definitely a, uh, a critical innovation for the meeting room sign that it, you know, directly tied in with the scheduling application, whatever that happens to be, you know, whether it's Outlook or EMS or newer scheduling platform like Mazevo, two-way communication with that scheduling platform so not only so that it's showing the latest schedule from the scheduling platform at large, but also, you know, if you walk up to the room, you know, let's say meeting room 100 and you book the room for the next hour, well, that also needs to be reflected in the scheduling applications calendars at large as well. You know, so two-way communication there. Now, of course, one of the problems with that is, hey, you know, room signs, they're not, um, you know, they're not like a, a prize at the bottom of the cereal box. They're, they can be quite pricey. So then, of course, with the Kindle and all these other uh, innovations with uh, electronic paper and e-ink, then another kind of room sign shows up, which are these uh, electronic paper signs, these EPS signs, which are... No, they're not as flashy. You're not going to do animations. You're not going to have a bunch of color and stuff, but you don't really need that. You're not using it for that. This is really just for space booking. So suddenly you have a much more affordable way to accomplish that. Kind of the problem in the marketplace was you really didn't have many other good alternatives to the full featured interactive room sign. And the addition of using e-paper to show schedules outside of shared spaces, it's a really big deal because not only is e-paper more cost-effective compared to a fully featured interactive meeting room sign, you don't have the same infrastructure concerns or expenses compared to a traditional meeting room sign because you can put these wireless and battery-powered e-paper signs outside of any space without running any cabling. Mm, right, so they're just boom, stick it on the wall, <laughs> use those 3M strips or, or whatever you want, and uh, and it's ready to go. You know, it's just a whole lot easier to deploy. Now, e-paper typically is not interactive, so you're more in a situation there where you're seeing the current schedule for the space, you know, for the meeting room, the conference room, even the, uh, the desk for the hybrid workplace. So you're seeing the latest schedule, but e-paper on its own, typically there's no way to interact with the sign and to book the space. Right. So you do have limited uh, possibilities there. Now, I know that um, in uh, recent years, and I mean quite recent years, uh, really just the last couple of years, we've seen some people... Because obviously, if you're using EPS signs, you still have to interact with the calendaring system and, and somehow do it all that. They, they had sometimes created apps that you could download. They'd actually make you download them onto your phone, whether it's your personal phone or it's your uh, company phone that you're walking around the office with and interact with the calendaring system in that way, which I think is another step in the evolution. Yes, but kind of the thing is you have to download that app, you know, and you, you got to keep up with the app on your phone. You got to remember your credentials. So it's been a good thing that it gives you access to scheduling and even ways to book a space, but it kind of comes with a bit of a burden that uh, you've got to use the app and you, you know, you've got to authenticate, log into it. 
you know, they can be a little bit clunky and the adoption on that side has not been so great. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people, especially when it's their own devices, they're like, man, I don't want to stick this thing on my phone. I don't want my company stuff on my phone. And like you said, you got to update it. How often does it update? I don't know. Uh, maybe a lot, maybe never. And it does add another sort of step in the overall chain of causation between me and the space that I'm trying to book. And so, you know, the more links there are in a chain, the more chances there are of something breaking along the way. You know, the calendaring system didn't get updated or the app didn't get updated or my phone OS didn't get updated or it's a battery suck or my phone broke or, you know, like there are all these potential pain points along that chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, certainly we get it. Vendors who have their different scheduling platforms, they want to provide an app to provide easy access to their scheduling platform from the phone, you know, totally get that, support that. But as you noted, it does bring about, you know, some extra steps. Uh, I mean, half the time I forget the name of the app itself and, you know, and I'm surfing on my phone just trying to find it. But then, you know, you've got to keep up with your username and password or, or whatever its authentication scheme is. So, apps came along to give us another way, you know, to see schedules, to book spaces. Um, but I would just say the, you know, the adoption there has, has just not been so good. Okay. So now we get to the meat in the sandwich, which is Vizix has a new product called Koros, which is a new stage in this evolution of space booking. Yeah. So we have a, a new space booking platform called Koros. And it gives you all the features of a room sign on your smartphone. So you can literally see this, the status of any space, if it's available or not, the schedule for that shared space. You can easily book it. And all this starts just by scanning a QR code outside of the, the room, the desk, whatever the, the shared space happens to be. So there's an app? There's no app. There's no app to download. You know, there's no software to install on your phone at all. We are using native built-in support for AR, for augmented reality, on today's modern smartphones, you know, Android, iOS. So the great thing there is your phone already has what it needs. So when you walk up to, let's say, a conference room and you want to see the schedule for that space, you know, you're looking for your meeting or maybe you're looking for... A collaboration room you want to grab with one or two other colleagues to have a quick sit down meeting, you can just scan the QR code outside of that space. You know, the camera's going to ask you for permission. Once that happens, then immediately you're going to see the Coros interface on your phone overlaid on your camera view. So we're providing an augmented view of your space, you know, through the camera view, showing you whether the room is available or not, immediately you can see the schedule for the space, you know, existing meetings. Then you have three simple buttons at the bottom that allow you to preview, to see a 3D representation of that room before you even step into the space. So, you know, if this room happens to have a table with six chairs, it's got a projector and it has a coffee machine, you can see the capacity for the room in a 3D representation of that table with the chairs. And you'll also see the other amenities and AV resources in that preview. And right from that preview, you can jump to book the room. In booking the space, we've really made it 
super easy, leveraging, well, gosh, over 15 years experience helping people book spaces with, you know, hardware-based meeting room signs. So we've made that super easy through Koros. No apps to download, no apps to keep up with or any of that. This just works natively on your phone. I mean, it seems like it is almost... um it almost encourages spontaneity, you know, like, especially like you say, like meeting rooms. Okay. It's, you know, you've got 15 people. It takes time to, to organize that and get everybody's schedules coordinated, but Hey, uh, how about the three of us just go grab a space real quick? You know, I could, I could see in other systems, even with an interactive touchscreen room sign, like it could be, okay, we have to tap it and we have to wait a second because it needs to talk to the you know, the system and da, 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 da. But any second now, we're going to have that quick meeting. Just hang on, guys. And then with this, it's like, really, walk up, boop, okay, is this, I can see I'm physically outside the space. I can see there's nobody in it, but like, is someone going to come here in 10 minutes? Let's see. No, it looks like it's free. Cool, I'm going to book it. And it's just done. Seconds. Yeah, and, you know, with this patent-pending technology, you know, I think you really touched on, you know, something, you know, kind of big there, Derek, in that when you walk up to that space and you're wanting to grab it for a few minutes, as you described, now you don't have to think about, okay, I'm in building two on the third floor. What scheduling application do, do we use here to book these spaces? Yeah. You don't have to think about, well, is it Outlook? Is it Google Calendar? Is it 25 Live by CollegeNet? Or is it EMS? Is it Mazeba? You don't have to think about any of that. We are making the experience the same, no matter the scheduling platform. You know, you're just scanning that QR code and that QR code outside of that space, you know, just below it, it may say scan to book or scan to see the schedule. So it's already prompting you, you know, shoot that QR code. And then immediately you can get the information you need about the space or book it as you described without worrying about any platforms or software or logins or authentication or any of that stuff. Right. So from the user perspective, it's just about the most simplified way possible to book a space. Absolutely. You know, we've been talking about the evolution of booking different spaces, you know, going from paper to interactive meeting room signs at the space to e-paper, you know, and I think Koros is really a game changer in the marketplace, you know, while room signs they're great. And e-paper is very flexible, being wireless and battery powered. But the thing is, many organizations that we work with, they've got a ton of spaces. And as we talked about before, room signs, you know, well, you know, they can be kind of expensive. And if you have a lot of rooms, especially if you have hundreds of meeting rooms in shared spaces to keep track of and to give people access to, the affordability of Koros and the fact that there's not anything to install, no software, no hardware at all, and that the platform is 100% cloud-based, what we're doing here is we're creating a new option for interacting and booking shared spaces that the market really needs and did not exist before. So from the user perspective, it's simpler. And very often, I think you're saying from the organization's perspective, it's also a, a fairly simple option. Obviously, now it's it's still interacting with existing scheduling platforms and calendaring apps though, right? Which ones? It's not a scheduling platform itself. It is a you know space booking platform 
that runs with the, the scheduling platform that you're already using. So Coros is due out in September of this year of 2023. And on day one, it integrates with the most popular platform, you know, at least here in North America, if not in the world, and that's Office 365. And I'm excited to say, if not by S- September, soon after, Coros will also support 25 Live by CollegeNet. That's very popular with colleges and universities. And what you'll see, Derek, is, you know, once we add support for CollegeNet, you're going to see us add support for other popular scheduling and event management platforms that Visix has been supporting for years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as time goes on, it's just it's just going to grow the number of things that it interfaces with. That's correct. Yeah. We had the opportunity to show Coros at Infocom in early June, and immediately we heard that not only you know are different corporations excited about having a new way to see the status of, see schedules for, and to book spaces simply with the only thing that they have to put outside of a space is just a QR code. But we we heard immediately at Infocom from universities that they want to be able to utilize this too. So it's important that we support the platforms that they use every day to manage their spaces. Sure, of course, that makes sense. And, you know, I know we're using the word spaces, but I mean, it could be, it doesn't have to be a room, right? I mean, I could kind of use this for, I mean, QR code, you know, what is that? We're talking, I guess, a usable QR code. You could maybe get down as small as an inch square. So that's pretty small. I mean, it could be used for anything that requires a reservation. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, you know, I mentioned desk before, but let's talk about that for a second. You know, as more and more people are going back to the office, a lot of companies and and other types of organizations, they're supporting a hybrid workplace. So they're wanting to support office hoteling and also hot desking. And Coros is great for that. You know, again, we're not the scheduling platform, but Coros can work with the scheduling platform that you're using. For example, using Outlook, now you can pick any of your desks that you want to make available to employees to book. And when they come to the office, they can walk up to any desk. And again, the only thing that needs to be there at that desk is just the simple QR code. They scan the QR code with their phone and immediately they can confirm that that desk is the one that they booked before for them for the day. And if they forgot to grab a desk, then they can look around the office and pick out one that no one is currently occupying, shoot the QR code, confirm really quick, a few seconds that it is available, and then book it right through Coro. So not only your meeting rooms and conference rooms, but your desk and workspaces for hot desking and hoteling. And then, as you alluded to, virtually anything, you know, a company may or, or a school or a university, you know, they may have limited parking. So you can uh, put QR codes at parking spaces. When you go into the office and you're just booking a desk for the day, well, you, you might need a place to put some of your personal items. And a lot of places are now providing personal lockers that you can reserve. So personal lockers, it, it could be a the ping pong table. So virtually anything that you want to make bookable or associate a calendar and a schedule with, Coros can support. And now the QR codes don't have to be like, yeah, you could do stickers or you could, if you really wanted to spend the money, I guess you could make, uh, you know, metal engraved plates. Seems like a ridiculous expense though. But I mean, you could actually combine this with something else. Like for example... 
I know you guys have this really, really, really tiny EPS sign, though any size EPS sign would work just as well. You could have an EPS sign with a section of it as the QR code. And so that way, if things end up changing over time, it just changes easily. You don't have to physically, you know, pry off the sticker and stick a new sticker on and things like that. Yeah, that's true. So e-paper signs are a great option. You know, we already have talked about how they're wireless and battery powered. So you could easily put them outside of any space or on any desk or uh, in front of anything that you want to show a schedule or make bookable. And all that e-paper sign has to do is just show the QR code. You know, and if you don't have the option to use e-paper, as you mentioned before, that QR code could be displayed, you know, as a sticker. You know, we already have organizations that we're talking to that are talking about incorporating the QR code into the room placards. Um, so, yeah, so there's there's a lot of possibilities there for sure. Right. It's funny. I, I know we're talking about rooms and lockers and things, but for some reason, maybe because the last time I was in any kind of a corporate hub, it was one of these new fancy, you know, very, very modern ones. And they had a, a rack of e-bikes, electric uh, bicycles that uh, people could use because it was a fairly large area. So instead of walking 20 minutes to get from building one to building seven, they could, you know, use one of these e-bikes. And I just kind of imagine a, a rack of e-bikes with, you know, little EPS 45s or 42s with uh, the QR codes kind of there and people just going boop and then grabbing the bikes, you know. So it, it literally could be anything. Yeah, for sure. Anything. So we've gone from... Instructing a human being to stand guard outside of a room so that nobody else uses it through placards, pieces of paper, room signs, electronic paper room signs, downloadable apps onto people's phones. And now we have come to Koros, the next stage in the evolution of space booking. It's very easy for the user. It's honestly probably the easiest solution that I can think of. And it's also easy uh, and pretty cost-effective uh, for organizations as well. It integrates with existing calendar and apps. So there really is, it's just, it's get this and then use the stuff you're already using anyway. And, you know, just make sure you have QR codes where you need them. And then that's it. And you now have a very, very easy, hassle-free, no downloads, no software, no hardware, no cables, nothing. Just boom, this, your phone, and the Koros interface. And that's it. And you can book rooms. You could book anything. That's right, Derek. Yeah, Koros is really the next generation of interacting with spaces and booking rooms, desks, parking spaces, ping pong tables, whatever. Emotional support animals. Yeah, whatever you need at that time. And all using the built-in native support for WebAR on your, your smartphone. Excited to talk to you today about our, our new patent pending technology for shared spaces. And I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, everybody, that you can read the conversation we just had uh, in a transcript on the Physics website. And of course, uh, there are links there as well to web pages that tell you much more information about Chorus. And you can even see what the interface looks like. And I have to say, it's uh, it's very smooth. And it's very clean. It's uh, it's It's quite pleasing to the eye. I like to thank 
Trey Hicks, COO and CSO of Physics, for talking to me today about uh, a little bit of the history of the evolution of space booking and their newest, easiest yet solution to the problem of booking spaces, lockers, cats, dogs, uh, anything, anything you could possibly want, plants. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, equipment. I mean, you know, you could you could book a laptop the same way, uh, and it, that is that is called Coros C H O R O S. Uh, thanks for talking to me today, Trey. Yeah, thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. And thank you, everybody out there for listening. For more free stuff, head to resources on physics.com for guides, videos, and more to help with your visual communications. Please subscribe and share, and contact us for information about our digital signage solutions. <laughs>